What is up, still studying? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yeah. November 19th, 2021. Welcome to episode number 156 of the study session. 156. November 19th, 2021. It's the end of the week. It's a Friday. We made it, y'all. Blessed be thy weekend. I hope you have an amazing one. Hope you get some time with your family and friends to rest up, relax, recover, spend time together. And again, brace yourself for next week and Thanksgiving. How wonderful is that? Beautiful. Turkey, football, family, pumpkin pie. Yes, sir. Can't wait. But again, want to begin the show by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. My gratitude to you for being supporters of The Still Study, for listening to the sessions, the podcast, read my work, sharing with your family and friends. It truly does mean the world to me. So my appreciation to you. I would love to connect with you. Please drop me a line via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at stillstudy. We'll love to connect with you. Get your question, comment, feedback on the show. Let's make it happen. Every Saturday, I do the study session Steelers Saturday mailbag. That will be coming out tomorrow, so check that out. I'll have your stuff on there for Yin's guys. So you don't want to miss that. And then also, too, I do another podcast with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. That podcast is called The Still City Insider Podcast. We record every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. We post between 6 and 6.15 a.m. That's not just an audio podcast, but we also have a YouTube version that is available. So check that out. It's good stuff. Jim is a wealth of Steelers information and insight. And it's fun doing that with him every week. So today is Friday. It's the preview and prediction day. And the Steelers have a big contest this weekend against the Los Angeles Chargers. I have to train myself and remind myself not to say San Diego. The Chargers will always be San Diego, the San Diego Chargers to me. Los Angeles Chargers, it doesn't sound right. But we're going to break this game down. It's going to be a difficult game. The pieces are there on the Chargers' offense to be explosive with Justin Herbert and his receivers. They've been inconsistent throughout the year, which has led to some of their recent poor play. They lost last week to the Vikings in a close game. But when they are clicking, they are difficult to stop. And the Steelers are going to have to play a solid game in order to win. And they could do it. And as I've said since really after the Lions game, I've got a feeling about this contest that the Steelers are going to pull it out. I'm going to get into why I foresee that happening. But let's break down the rankings of the Chargers on offense. In terms of yardage, they rank 10th overall in the league. Their passing game is ranked 7th in terms of yardage and 21st in the running game. For comparative purposes, the Steelers' offense, 
in terms of yards, 24th. Passing yardage, 17th. Rushing, 26th. So clearly, statistically, as evidenced by the Chargers' performances so far this year, they are a better unit than the Steelers. In terms of points per game for the Chargers, they are 15th in the NFL with 24.3 points per game. Compare that to the Steelers, who are 26th overall, 19.7 points per game. In terms of defense, the Chargers rank 17th overall in yards allowed, 4th in passing defense in terms of yardage allowed. But get this, in the rushing department, the rushing defense, 32nd overall rated rush defense, that's worst in the league. So that could be the reason why that pass defense is rated so highly because teams just commit to the run. But that should indicate something the Steelers can exploit and take advantage of with Najee Harris and just run the football. Now, how does that compare to the Steelers' defense? Steelers are 12th in overall yardage, 9th against the pass, 25th against the run. And the Steelers really have taken a hit in their rushing defense over the past several weeks. 200-plus yards given up to the Lions, not great. In terms of points per game, defensively, the Steelers rank 8th overall in the NFL, allowing 20.6 points per game. The Chargers rank 25th, allowing 25.3 points per game. Again, you can expect every game that the Steelers are in to be a knockdown, drag out, ugly, brutal fight. This is not going to be a blowout by any stretch. And if the Steelers do win, which I am predicting them to do, it is going to be a close, small margin victory. And the Chargers have played close contests all season as well. Seven of their games have been decided by seven points or less. So this might be a one-point contest. And I would not be surprised by that if it's a last-minute win for either team. Offensively, this unit is led by Justin Herbert, the second-year quarterback who had a phenomenal year last year, really wowed a lot of people through his play. This year, he's 231 of 353, 65.4% completion percentage, 2,545 yards, 19 touchdowns to seven interceptions. So he's been a bit sloppy at times. He's been sacked 16 times. He's got a quarterback rating of 96.3. In terms of their rushing attack, Austin Eckler has 112 carries for 523 yards, 4.7 yards per carry, five touchdowns, His longest run so far this season is 28 yards. He's also put up some numbers in the rushing, or excuse me, the receiving department with 39 receptions for 340 yards, four touchdowns, a long reception of 20 yards. So decent, a capable pass catcher out of the backfield, a safety valve with nothing's open. Herbert will dump it down. And Eckler is shifty, he's got a lot of mobility. So the Steelers have to be prepared for that. Otherwise, if he is left unattended, he could break off a big gainer that could hurt that defense. In the receiving department, it's led by Keenan Allen Allen and Mike Williams. Allen's has 65 receptions for 698 yards, 
He's averaging 10.7 yards per reception, two touchdowns. His longest reception this year has been for 42 yards, while Williams has 41 receptions, 608 yards, 14.8 per reception. So he's their deep threat. He's got six touchdowns, and his longest is 72 yards. So he's the home run guy. And on the defensive side of the ball, Joey Bosa leads the team with five and a half sacks. He's It's called into question whether or not he's going to be able to play as he is a close contact in terms of COVID. So we'll find out more about that. But if he isn't able to go, that will be a win for the Steelers offense. So how is this game going to play out? Well, you're getting the general trend for me on what I'm preaching in every contest for the Steelers. And that is prioritize Najee Harris, pound the ball, run the football, and just dominate through the running game, especially with this being a unit that has been exploited. The Steelers have to try to do the same. And really just commit to it. First down, second down, run it. Play action on third down. Get Freyermuth involved. And even on some drives, run it all three downs. And what can't happen is when they're in the red area or near the goal line, on the five-yard line, four-yard line, three-yard line, what have you, it can't happen what occurred last week. I don't care who's playing quarterback, whether that's Mason Rudolph or Ben Roethlisberger. None of that passing nonsense. Pound the ball three times. And yeah, even on fourth down, if you're that close, pound the football. Run the football. Get the touchdown. That's why you drafted Harris. He can get you those yards. He showed you he can. Don't throw a pass to Ray Ray McLeod. But that's how they're going to have to win. Prioritize the run. And methodically and rhythmically pass the football. None of this RPO where you have Rudolph opting for the pass in a skewed fashion to where it's uh, an unbalanced ratio of passes to runs. Run the football. All right, I'm getting redundant. You get the point on offense. I like the Steelers' chances if Roethlisberger is back as the starter. Again, I have a great feeling about this game. If Rudolph is under center, I feel less confident about how this game will play out. The Steelers need Roethlisberger for this offense to function effectively. There's continuity there. He's started more games with this unit, and that's what has to happen. Defensively, the Steelers are going to be missing a lot of players. It doesn't look like T.J. Watt's going to be able to go. So you're talking Taco Charlton, Derek Tuska, an outside linebacker. That is a big hit to that defense. As a result, Alex Highsmith is going to have to play out of his mind. Cameron Hayward's going to have to play out of his mind. Those inside linebackers are going to have to play out of their minds. They're going to have to commit to stopping the running game first and tackling the ball carrier and the receivers. So fundamental tackling is needed first. In the secondary, Minka Fitzpatrick's going to be out. 
We're probably going to be be seeing a replacement by Platoon. Trey Norwood will be in there a bit. Miles Killebrew. Maybe we'll even see Carl Joseph. Joe Hayden's not going to go again, more than likely. So James Pierre will be back out there. So you're going to have really 50% of your secondary being guys that don't start. That's not good when you consider the ability this team has to push the ball down the field in terms of the pass. And if you're missing TJ Watt as a pass rusher, there could be opportunities for this Chargers offense to really exploit this Pittsburgh defense. So that makes it even more important. And again, here comes some more redundancy for the Steelers to run the football to limit the amount of time the Chargers have the ball so that they can't gash that defense in the pass. And if they could do that, again, I think they're going to match score for score. But what can happen is the Steelers cannot get involved in a shootout with the Chargers because they are not built to win that type of game. They've got to control the clock. They've got to dominate the time of possessions. And if they are giving up scores, they have to respond with a long drive, run that clock, and match touchdown for touchdown. You can't match touchdowns from the Chargers with field goals. I think they'll be able to do that. I think it's going to be close. And again, considering how closely the Steelers have played nearly all the teams they've faced off against this year and how closely the games have been contested for the Chargers. This is going to be a one-point game. It's going to come down to the fourth quarter again. And Chris Boswell is going to drill a field goal to give the Steelers a 22-20 victory to bump their record to 6-3-1. Get ready for another nerve-wracking late Sunday night where you're going to be exhausted, then you're going to wake up Monday and be exhausted even more. But guess what? Then it's Thanksgiving this week, man, so you got something to look forward to. But they are going to get it done. You heard it here, 22-20, the Pittsburgh Steelers win. And studying, 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 studying. That is it. That is the end. That is the conclusion of episode number 156 here of the study session. My gratitude to you for being supporters of the Still Study. Please drop me a line. We'd love to connect with you. You can hit me up via email at thestillstudy at gmail.com and also give me a follow on Twitter at Still Study. Let's connect. Be sure to check out the podcast that I do with Jim Wexel over on his site, The Still City Insider. It is called The Still City Insider Podcast. Jim is a wealth of Steelers information, so you want to check that out. And as we head into the weekend, let me remind you, check out the Still Study podcast tomorrow, the Steelers mailbag. And I also want you to remember, I love you, you beautiful studying. And just have a great weekend. Go Steelers. Enjoy your Friday. 